0: I want to talk to you just for a few minutes about three words. Peril, persistence, and promotion. Adverse circumstances in all of our lives are a reality. Did you understand that storms can form quickly? Gale force winds can change the trajectory of our lives. The family as we know it, as God ordained it, is under the greatest attack we have ever seen. It's interesting to me that those who are alive now are saying they ought to have a choice to kill a baby. Got real quiet on me. The family that God ordained is an endangered species. We find these words in Ephesians 6 verse 12. We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. But sometimes it feels like that. Because when you're facing a human looking back at you with the spirit inside that human... Sometimes you have to work through the process of there is a spirit driving that human. And it's not that human talking to you. That human is just being used in that moment. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So I want to ask you, MetroTab family. If we don't fight, who will? What is our part in this fight? What are we supposed to do? Do we just go along happily in our normal little American lives? Give a little offering every now and then. Attend church every now and then when it feels good. And just go on as if everything is always going to be the same. If you are tuned into the spirit realm, you know that things are changing and changing rapidly. So these moments demand somebody to take a relentless stand. So I'm here to tell you, I'm looking for a certain woman. I'm looking for a certain man. And God is looking for a certain people. I want to share with you a story about a lady a certain woman named Rizba I have never preached on this before I've heard it preached about four different directions prior to this service and the seal on it was when my mama called me you better listen to your mama you may not like what she has to say but you better listen Who is Rizpah? She faced the peril of circumstances beyond her control. She chose persistence in the face of hopelessness. And her persistence led to promotion. We don't know a whole lot about her. We do know that she was a concubine of Saul, which means she was forced to live with him. She was chosen and forced to live with him without the rights of a wife. Now, Boo-Boo, that may be your decision to move in with a fool and live with him without the rights of being a wife. Let me give you a 101 real quick. Your name better be on the mortgage. You better have a shared account. You better know, or you will just suffer the consequences of being his concubine. I could quote to you from Steve Harvey's Bible, but I won't do that right now. But I will say this. If you give it all away for free, you never realize that a man loves the hunt. And he may take you out and, and you know, want you to dress, you know, with a very few clothes on. But when he gets ready to get a wife, he ain't looking for you. He'll look for something his mama taught him to look for. You just a play thing right now. But we know she was a concubine and she was forced to live with Saul. She had the looks that caught the king. She didn't enjoy the, 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 the lifestyle of the palace. But her lifestyle was a forced behavior. Her dreams of marriage and a normal life never happened. She gave Saul two sons. One was named Mephibosheth. Now, the Mephibosheth you probably know about is Jonathan's son. Because when you do a search in the Bible about Mephibosheth, that's what comes up. You know, the kid who ended up in Lodabar. But she had a son. She had two sons. Mephibosheth means from the mouth of shame. Her other son was named Armani, which means my palace. So from the mouth of shame, I'm living in a palace. She did have pride in knowing that her two sons were princes because they were born. Their father was a king. But life happened suddenly to Rizpah. Her blessing, her looks, her attention, and her love disappeared. Your blessing, your looks your attention and your love. See, you may marry, see, you need to to, you need to look at their mom and dad and see how they're gonna look in a few hours. You need to be with somebody long enough to know how crazy they actually are. Before you lock it down for a lifetime. So sometimes love can disappear. So, you know, if you, you know. My dad was a, a strong advocate of not falling in love. That when you fall, you're out of control. You better um, have something more than lust in your relationship, because not every day's lusty, baby. It's just not just not sometimes we find ourselves with very little resources to survive when the gale force winds start blowing Saul in Rizpah's story is dead and because of Saul's decisions her two sons were killed in revenge for the violent acts their father had committed So they paid the price for the sin of their father. Please do not be mistaken and think that we as parents and we as spiritual adults can live any old way and it not affect somebody who's walking behind us. And you may be here struggling through something generational right now, but if you don't find a way to draw the line and stop the madness and stop the stupidity, and stop the curse, then that curse will just go on from generation to generation to generation to generation. generation. And your great, 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 great grandbabies will still be fighting the same kind of hell you fight now, but it will increase. So all of a sudden she became a victim of vengeance. So Rizpah faced the peril of circumstances beyond her control we read these words in 2nd Samuel chapter 21 there was a famine during David's reign that lasted for three years say three years years. so David asked the Lord about it like why are we in a famine the Lord said the famine has come because Saul and his family are guilty of murdering the Gibeonites wow wow drop down to verse 4 it says money can't settle this matter between us and the family of Saul the Gibeonites replied then they replied it was Saul who planned to destroy us to keep us from having any place at all in the territory of Israel so let seven of Saul's sons be handed over to us interesting that it's seven and we will execute them before the Lord at Gibeon on the mountain of the Lord there's about to be a death on the mountain I want to just put a comma right there sometimes you can find yourself on a mountain and gale force winds blow in and something dies while you're on the mountain so we always ready to get to the mountain we are ready to get out of the valley but the scripture says it's in the valley that he restores my soul it's in the valley that he leads me beside still waters we always want to be on the mountain things die on the mountain Verse 7: the, the king spared Jonathan's son Mephibosheth, who was Saul's grandson, because of the oath or the covenant, you better know who you're in covenant with, that David and Jonathan had sworn before the Lord. So when David is approached, and the Gibeonites say, Give us seven of, sons, of Saul's sons, he immediately went back to covenant. And said, I'm not going to put Mephibosheth in this mix. Because that represents my covenant with Jonathan. You better know who you're in covenant with. You better be in covenant with somebody. But he gave them Saul's two sons, Armani and Mephibosheth, whose mother was Rizpah, daughter of Ai. It's interesting that it tells us who she is the daughter of your lineage matters. The men of Gibeon executed them on the mountain before the Lord. So all seven of them died together at the beginning of the barley harvest. Challenges can hit you at the beginning of your harvest. Please understand you receive a promise and you know your harvest is beginning. You better brace yourself for challenges. See, peril means imminent danger. And we place ourselves in peril if we do not break generational cycles. We will self-destruct if we do not find His salvation, His deliverance, His wisdom, and His peace. And it's up to us to find it. So I want to ask us are we willing to do whatever it takes to make a difference? Are we willing to go back to Ephesians and and understand I'm not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. I am called to war in the spirit realm against principalities and powers in wickedness in high places. So Rizpah in the face of complete hopelessness Stood in persistence. I need my two sons to come up here and I'm not going to hang them on a cross or hang them on a tree. And I need some of my stuff over here, Hank. If you can grab all that stuff over here. Her two sons along with five others, a total of seven were not only tortured, but they were impaled. I'm about to paint you a gory picture for just, just leave it all there for just a minute. Verse 10 says, then Rizpah, daughter of Ai, the mother of two of the men spread burlap on a rock and stayed there the entire harvest season. She prevented the scavenger birds from tearing at their bodies during the day and stopped wild animals from eating them at night. So here you find Rizpah. And her two sons are dead. They're not only dead. They did nothing wrong. They just had the wrong father. They had an out of order father. So her two sons had been impaled, which means they either drove a sword through their body or a stake through their body. This was at the beginning of the barley season. So when you go to the scripture, Rizpah made a choice. She got her stuff together. She got her some sackcloth, and my sackcloth is different. My sackcloth has some style to it because I didn't have no sackcloth. And she went to where her sons were on the mountain at the beginning of the barley season. And she set up camp. Now the scriptures tell us that they were executed at the beginning of the barley season which would have been April or May and the harvest doesn't come in until around October so five to six months these boys and those men hung on a mountain of disgrace beyond her control her sons were gone they were dead But she chose, she wanted them to have a proper burial. Because her boys did not deserve what had happened to them. See, there are some things that come in our life that we don't deserve. There are circumstances that happen to us that are beyond our control. So we have a choice to make. Do we just camp out in the depression and camp out in the darkness? Or do we fight for another level? She wanted her sons to be buried properly. Not to be disgraced out in a public spectacle. The theologians tell us it was in the heat of the summer on the top of a mountain. Look at your neighbor and say, no air conditioning. Some theologians say she was probably in her 60s. So she sets up her camp among the hyenas and the snakes and the vultures. And she forms her guard post. See, their bodies, after having been struck through with a stake or a sword, would most assuredly begin to swell, turn green, turn blue, turn black. Their bodies would literally rot in the sun the stench in the air would have been staggering. The sights and sounds of thousands of flies swarming around her boys. It had been easier just to walk away and take her stuff and and go away. But she chose to remain and in the daytime in the daytime she's fighting buzzards off of them and vultures over there as high as she could get telling those birds of prey you can't have them they will have a burial I'm going to stay here until somebody realizes I'm here the birds of prey Will not eat their bodies. Yeah, yeah. And at night, she's fighting hyenas and snakes. Not a good place for a girlfriend to hang out or for a boyfriend to hang out. This went on five to six months of her life. Day and night in the heat. Day and night in the heat. Day and night. She said, My boys. Will not die in disgrace. They will be buried. I implore to the God of heaven.
1: This is my covenant.
0: This is mine that God gave me. This is my promise. So I'm going to remain. I'm going to remain at my post. I'm just going to implore. I cannot only imagine the stigma that she faced. Look at that crazy woman. She's up there. She's on that mountain with them stinking boys. Flies by the thousands. Hyenas and jackals and snakes. Vulturous birds. What does she think she's doing? It's hopeless. Her boys are dead. Why don't she just give it up and go home? She faced the stigma that it was her family's fault that Israel was in a three-year famine. What is she doing? Look at that family. It's because of them we're having a famine. It's because the disobedience of Saul. He killed our people and now we're in a famine. Her sons got what they deserved. But I can hear her. Just tuning it out. See, you got you got to get in, in a position. You got to get the word of God open in your life. And you gotta tune out some of those voices, and and you got to you got to pull up a mirror and you got to get used to looking at a warrior. Then no matter what they say no matter what they do, no matter the circumstances in your life, late, late, late in the midnight hour, he's about to turn it around. I'm not moving from my position. I trust him. I gave my sons to him. I know my life has got crazy circumstances, but I believe God. I believe God. My boys will be buried properly. I bu- There's a warrior looking back at me. Late in the midnight hour, late when it's stormy when you don't have an answer when it's over when that thing has died in your life it's late in the midnight hour he comes in see I don't know what is in your life I don't know what's driven you to your knees but it's time to find The sword that has been given to you. You don't find that sword until you get on your knees. You don't find that sword. There are things that have happened to you beyond your control. You might have been born to the wrong daddy. You might have been born to an out-of-order mother. And you may have had a queen for a mother. We all have circumstances beyond our control that we can't change. And sometimes when a situation is dead, it needs a proper burial. That thing has been keeping you awake all night long for months and days and weeks and maybe even years, that abusive situation, it's time for a proper burial. It's time to put... You know, I know I'm jumping ahead, but see, I need to get back. Go to the next slide. I ain't going back to that thing over there for just a minute. See, when you are persistent, you take a stubborn stand. Ephesians 4.27 says, don't give the devil away to defeat you. And when you walk away from your assigned place, Walk away from the fire, and you just live your little life, and the further you get, the more that enemy will let you know you're okay. You fine without that church crowd. You fine without all that stuff your mama taught you. And the colder you get, the worse you are. Amen. And you're a walking nightmare. And you keep looking for something to fill that void. But when you decide to take a stubborn stand, if we don't take a stubborn stand, if we don't find our place, our homes are eroding right now. We will lose the war, we will lose our personal battles agenda is to ultimately destroy you. He wants to destroy everything godly about you. He will attack your faith. He will attack your body. He will attack your marriage. He'll attack your business. And if we don't learn to recognize the attacks and go to a place of war in the spirit realm. And sometimes Your position of war is not saying very much. I need you to prop up there. There you go. See, there ought to be enough authority in you that you just stand. See, if you're a warrior, warriors don't have to say a whole lot. It's kind of like when your mama walks in the room and you've been doing something you shouldn't be doing. A hush falls over that room. And we start saying, oh, she did it. He did it. Her persistence led to promotion. And here's what I want to end with. When David learned what Rizpah, Saul's concubine, had done. took a long time for the word to get to the king, five to six months. He went to the people of Jabez Gilead and retrieved the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan. See, when you hold your position, you get more than you ask for. When the Philistines had killed Saul and Jonathan on Mount Gilboa the people of Jabesh-Gilead stole their bodies from the public square of Beth Shan where the Philistines had hung them the Philistines had hung them So David obtained the bones of Saul and Jonathan as well as the bones of the men the Gideonites had executed See when she stayed at her post When you stay at your post, the king starts fighting for you. She didn't have to deal with the bones of her son because by the time she'd been there five to six months, they weren't nothing but bones. But she stood her post in the heat of the battle. And she said, I'm not moving until my boy's have a proper burial and you can read the words on that screen then the king ordered that they bury the bones in the tomb of Kish Saul's father at the town of Zela in the land of Benjamin I don't need to preach to you about Benjamin right now I don't have time after that after she stood at her post after her boys Were properly buried after she dealt with the situation the famine ended did you hear me she stayed at her post she did what she could do on top of a mountain on top of a mountain she experienced her greatest moment of death she faced her greatest loss on a mountain and as she stayed at her post the king heard about her I want to encourage you to find your post you need to go back and look at that mirror and look at a warrior You need to get used to a warrior looking back at you. I need you to go to your mirror today, ma'am, sir, and don't look at a failure. Don't look at mistakes. Don't look at what should have been, what could have been, what ifs. But you stand there long enough until a warrior starts looking back at you. It may happen today, it may happen tomorrow, it may happen six weeks down the road. But you're going to have to get comfortable with the fact that a warrior is going to have to look back at you. You are not who you used to be. You are not what they said you were. You are not a failure. You are not a has-been. You are not broken. You are not a misfit. You are ordained sons and daughters of the Most High God. So get used to looking in that mirror where that warrior talks back to you. The lion of the tribe of Judah roars in your face. You may walk in that post because every warrior is going to walk in that post sometimes and you're dragging yourself in there because you're weary from the battle. You go back to your post and you assume your position. And you just you just decide I'm not leaving here until depression leaves me. I'm not leaving here until my finances are restored. I'm not leaving here until my babies are safe. I'm not leaving until I'm healed. I'm not leaving until I'm set free and delivered. I'm not leaving my post. I don't care how long it takes. I'm not leaving until I see the promises of God that are yes and amen in my life. There are some things that are dead that I can't go back and change. There are some things that you can't go back and change. There are some things that have happened to you that have been beyond your control. But your challenge today, I need y'all to... There's some, y'all need to get something to, 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 to wave. We're going to do an old-fashioned hanky-waving service. And ain't anybody got hankies up in here, I know. But we're going to pass some Kleenexes around. I need you to get one in your hand. Anybody ever been in a hanky-waving service? Only two of y'all, three of y'all? I'm about to introduce you to old-school Pentecost. Because there are things facing us. There are assignments. You got another box of Kleenex up here, they're begging for Kleenexes back here. Get you something to wave. Here's another box. You want to box out there? Oh, good catch. I want to I want to take you to a place so you so you realize who you are. See, she not only faced peril. She faced her peril with persistence. And because of her persistence, she received promotion. See, promotion means your rank has been raised. So when she chose to go to the top of that mountain of death, she said, I'm just going to stay here. My boys are taken down. And my boys get a proper burial. And the king of the land. Heard about her, and the king ordered the bones of her boys to be taken to a proper place where princes are buried. See, princes don't don't get impaled and and don't die out in the hot sun, but hers did, and she stood at her post, and if we stand. On the foundation of his word, our rank of authority is raised. Says he loves people more than other people? No. But let me ask you this, mama and daddy. You got one child you could probably trust more than another child, right? You may have one child you could say, here's the keys to my car. The other one's like, no boy, you can't have my car. No, You know, I got kids in my life, they love to drive our golf cart. And I'm like, y'all gonna have to do better on this golf cart before you get in my other car. (laughs) You you don't gonna get no keys to the kingdom right now. So, if you want keys to the kingdom, you have to have your rank raised. And let me show you how this happens. Luke 10, 19. (laughs) I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy well my granddaddy was an alcoholic my mother was abused I've been abused you know cancer runs in my family you know anxiety my mother's been on anxiety meds Long as I can remember, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Not just one part of his agenda. His agenda is to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, my, you know, we've always been poor in my family.
1: All, all.
0: All the power of the enemy and it gets better and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them snakes in the spirit realm are two-legged you're gonna walk with some distrustful and deceitful people They're not people, they're spirits. The Bible says you have the power to crush them. Scorpions represent evil and death and destruction and lust and sexual perversion. Are we seeing that? So he says to us, I have given you, (laughs) I have given you the authority over the enemy over snakes, over scorpions, over every evil assignment that will come near your house. So what is our assignment? You just start waving. You cannot come near my house. You cannot come near my business. You can't come near my kids. You can't come near my health. You can't come near my marriage. getting that turnaround in your hand if it's a hanky it's your bible your your wallet you need to wave i don't know you need to wave something in this room right now you might just need to get something in your prayer closet to wave every day you go in there because see your wave is, is twofold your wave is telling the enemy you have no jurisdiction in my house in my car at my job where my kids go You have no jurisdiction at their school. You have no jurisdiction in the ICU unit where my loved one is laying. You have no jurisdiction over the report that we just received. You are a trespasser. That's the first part of your wave. The second part of your wave is nothing but praise. All you do is just wave in the glory of God. Wave in his glory and watch the assignments fall. All you got to do is praise it. All you gotta do is praise him.
1: Some of y'all need to get out of the aisle right
0: now and praise him. Because there's some stuff about that. You about to wave some glory up into your house, up into your business, up into your
1: relationship. Praise!
0: I'm looking let me change this he's looking for a certain woman he's looking for a certain man he's looking for a certain people that will go to their post and they will properly bury what was meant to destroy them The assignment against her life could have taken her out forever because she lost the two most precious things in her life on the same day, beyond her control. Her life circumstances were beyond her control. So all she did was go to her post and say, I choose to remain. Going to properly bury what tried to bury me. Here is your promise He has given you authority over all the schemes, the assignments, the hot breath, the accusations the false words, the agenda of the enemy. He has given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among distrustful and deceitful spirits. You can walk among evil and death and destruction and lust and sexual perversion. And you have the authority to crush that spirit and nothing nothing absolutely nothing will bury you nothing will injure you that is your promise now take your praise enjoy your day you are fearfully and wonderfully made Go home and look in your mirror because there's a warrior might look back at you like you have never seen before.
1: Welcome to your wrist paw season. Place, place,